Here is the closing Schwab market update for Friday, July 14th. U.S. stocks ended the week on a soft note, but the S&P 500 index and NASDAQ composite were still near 15-month highs, thanks to slowing inflation and better-than-expected quarterly earnings from a few large banks. Early Friday, top banks J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo reported results that mostly surpassed Wall Street's expectations, with J.P. Morgan Chief Executive Officer Jamie Dimon sounding optimistic notes over the economy. Those reports came after two separate inflation updates earlier this week that showed price gains are slowing. Investors are increasingly hopeful the Federal Reserve's rate-hiking cycle may soon end. What we're seeing is a sustained gradual rise in equities supported by healthy investor demand and stable improving underlying fundamentals, says Nathan Peterson, Director of Derivatives Analysis at Schwab. This is primarily driven by this week's inflation data, which is helping to reinforce the bullish thesis... This is primarily driven by this week's inflation data, which is helping to reinforce the bullish thesis and the potential for a soft landing, Nathan says, referring to the possibility that the Fed could vanquish inflation without pushing the economy into recession. While the Fed is widely expected to boost rates another quarter point later this month, after that, the market thinks the Fed is a one-and-done, he adds. Here is where the major benchmarks ended. The S&P 500 index was down 4.62 points, or 0.1%, at 4,505.42, up 2.4% for the week. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 113.89 points, or 0.3%, at 34,509.03, up 2.3% for the week. And the NASDAQ Composite was down 24.87 points, or 0.2%, at 14,113.7, up 3.3% for the week. The 10-year Treasury note yield was up about 7 basis points, at 3.828%, and SIBO's Volatility Index was down 0.29 of a point, at 13.32%. Energy shares were among the weakest performers Friday after crude oil futures retreated nearly 2% from two-and-a-half-month highs posted Thursday. Regional banks were also lower despite stronger-than-expected quarterly results from their larger peers. Healthcare and consumer staples were among the strongest performers. The U.S. dollar gained slightly but remained near a 17-month low against the euro. As far as stocks on the move, Alcoa's shares fell 5.8% after J.P. Morgan downgraded the stock to neutral from overweight, citing weaker near-term fundamentals for the aluminum producer. AT&T shares fell more than 4% after J.P. Morgan analyst Philip Cusick downgraded the stock to neutral from overweight and lowered his price target by $5 to $17, citing pressure on the company's mobility and consumer wireline businesses. Citigroup fell nearly 4% despite reporting second-quarter earnings and revenue that surpassed analysts' expectations. Citi's revenue fell 1% from the same quarter in 2022 to $19.4 billion, in part because of a weaker investment banking business. Eli Lilly's shares rose 3.5% after the pharmaceutical company said it plans to acquire privately held obesity drug maker Versanis for $1.9 billion. 
J.P. Morgan Chase's shares rose 0.5% after reporting stronger-than-expected earnings of $4.37 per share for the second quarter, along with revenue of $42.4 billion, up 40% from a year earlier, excluding costs from an acquisition. The big bank benefited from solid loan growth, trading, and net interest income. State Street shares tumbled 12% after its second quarter revenue of $3.11 billion missed expectations and overshadowed its better-than-expected earnings of $2.17 per share. United Health rose 7.3% after reporting stronger-than-expected quarterly results and raising its 2023 outlook. And Wells Fargo's shares fell 0.4% despite reporting diluted earnings of $1.25 per share, slightly better than expectations. Earnings season accelerates next week with results expected from big companies including American Airlines, American Express, Bank of America, CSX, Johnson & Johnson, Netflix, Philip Morris, and Tesla. More than 200 U.S. companies are expected to report results next week, according to NASDAQ. Ten of the 12 S&P 500 companies that reported so far this week topped analysts' expectations. Also Friday, the University of Michigan Index said the preliminary reading on its Consumer Sentiment Index jumped to 72.6 in July from 64.4 in June. That was better than the 65.6 analysts were expecting, according to Briefing.com. The improvement in sentiment was largely attributable to the continued slowdown in inflation, along with stability in labor markets, the university said on its website. Next week's major economic report will likely be June retail sales expected Tuesday. Analysts expect retail sales to have grown 0.5% during the month, following a 0.3% increase in May, according to Trading Economics. J.P. Morgan Chief Executive Officer Diamond delivered an upbeat economic forecast in the bank's earnings statement, but also noted some red flags. The U.S. economy continues to be resilient, Diamond says. Consumer balance sheets remain healthy and consumers are spending, albeit a little more slowly. Labor markets have softened somewhat, but job growth remains strong. Still, there are salient risks in the immediate view, Diamond adds. Consumers are slowly using up their cash buffers. Core inflation has been stubbornly high, increasing the risk that interest rates go higher and stay higher for longer. Fiscal deficits are large, and the war in Ukraine continues. Indeed, the 3% annual rise in the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, in June means inflation is still running above the Fed's 2% long-term target. Investors are nearly unanimous in feeling the Fed will raise interest rates later this month. The market is pricing in a 96% probability that the Fed will enact another quarter-point hike at its upcoming meeting, according to the CME FedWatch tool, Such an increase would be the Fed's 11th rate hike since March of 2022 and take the federal fund's target range to 5.25% to 5.50%. The market sees about a 13.5% chance of the Fed raising rates again in September.